Welcome to season five of Moments with Moni, also known as the Blogger Domestic Lady. Join your host Moni for practical tips from a biblical perspective, as she shares all things homemaking to help you cultivate beauty and light in your heart and home. A podcast for the young and young at heart to thrive in the blessed calling as a homemaker and to bring glory to God. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is episode number 139. Oh, it's been a gloriously gorgeous winter. No, wait, it's still fall here in the south. It's been in the 70s. And then after last night's storm watches and alarms that were going off on my apps, it's down to about 48 today and still sunny and gorgeous. Sure beats all the snow way back up there in Idaho. Miss it. It's beautiful. But I am thankful to be where I am. I hope you've been enjoying your time preparing your heart and home for Christmas. We've enjoyed, especially Sunday, the uh, Advent service at church and then also at home Sunday evening. I love worshiping the Lord in song, and I remember when I was young thinking about how it was very interesting that God understood me when I spoke in English, and then all of a sudden I realized I haven't tried praying in German. I wonder, sure enough, he understands when I speak in German to him. Well, of course he does. He's God. But I was just a little girl, and that was quite the revelation to me at the time. So no matter what language you worship him in, God loves to hear from you. He bends down low to hear you when you pray, and he loves to spend time with you. He loves you. It was a gorgeous worship service this last Sunday, and we sang one of my favorite songs. It's called The Goodness of God. And combined with a message and communion, intimacy with God, it was just a wonderful time of realizing how much Jesus really, really loves us and that God loves us. And for those that may have been in the service that didn't know him, they most certainly came away knowing that Jesus, that God is a loving God. Yes, he is perfect and he does judge. And there will be a time of final judgment. For right now, there is plenty of mercy and grace. As long as we are upright and we are ready to bow our knee and surrender to him, it was good to know that even though we're not perfect, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He loves us. He wants close communion with us. And last week, right here on the podcast, I spoke about the Magnificat, this beautiful song of praise and worship that rose up out of Mary when she found out that she was going to be the mother of God's son, a baby that would be fully man and fully God. And because Mary knew what the scriptures said, she knew that that baby would grow and live as a man and die for mankind. 
that baby Jesus had a purpose in coming. And if you remember from last week, Mary went to go visit Elizabeth, her cousin, who was also pregnant with child. And that's the little baby we're going to talk about today. In Luke chapter 1, we'll start in verse 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zechariah after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they all marveled. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke and praised God. And fear came upon all that dwelt around them. And all those sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. Word travels fast. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. What an exciting picture we see here in Scripture. We see Elizabeth, who has come to the end of her pregnancy. She gives a child, brings a child into this world. And custom has it that the name of the child, especially a male, would be named after another male within the family. Well, there were no Johns in the family of Zechariah. So all the relatives were standing around with their jaws dropping open, wondering why is she doing this? So they motioned over to Zachariah and asked him, what do you say this boy's name should be? Well, of course, Zechariah was still not speaking because of his doubting the angel and God's judgment on him. But as soon as Zechariah wrote down that the child's name would be John, just as the angel had told them, his mouth loosed, his tongue loosened, and all of a sudden he was able to speak again. Look at that. When we're obedient, it's a good thing. But still, even the people, well, they were wondering, they were still shocked and they marveled at Zechariah's reply. And of course, news travels fast when it comes to this over hill and through the valleys and the hill country all the way through Judea. This was told to people all around And they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? Well, this was something strange, something very odd. My, my, who is this child going to be? The hand of the Lord must be on him. Oh, but wait, there's more. In verse 67, it says, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Just as in verse 59 it said, And it came to pass, it did come to pass, what God said would happen, what the angel shared about what God said would happen, actually happened. And because of this, fear came on the relatives that were there. The workings of God that happened that day produced a fear within them because a prophet had not spoken for God in 400 years. And here, Zechariah the priest tells the people that there's a horn of salvation, a mighty deliverer that is born, and his name is John. The horn of salvation was a symbol for power in the Old Testament. And Zechariah reminds the people there that they will be saved from their enemies. God has promised it, and through His workings, God's workings, this will be done. What he said will happen, will happen. He performs mercy that was promised to them through Abraham, that they would be delivered from their enemies and protected by God, and that they would be able to serve him without fear. And after Zechariah finishes speaking to the people, he turns to his child and begins to speak here in verse 76. And it says, And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet unto the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts until the day of his showing unto Israel. Wow! Zechariah declares that this little boy John is now the prophet of God and he will make a way before Jesus comes to show the people their need for salvation, their need for the remission of their sins. Just like the Old Testament shows us that we are sinners and that we need salvation. And then the New Testament shows us that there is a Savior and his name is Jesus. Well, John is going to grow up in the deserts, just as was said here, and he will lead the people 
into a place of understanding in their hearts that they need to repent and they need to ask for forgiveness for their sins. And this is only happening because of the tender mercies of God, because God is going to bring light to them that sit in the darkness, in the shadow of death to guide their feet into the way of peace. As we look around our own lives today, we can see that it is dark and it is very similar to the days of Noah so long ago, just as God's word said it would be in the last days before Jesus returns for his bride. We are in what's known as the age of grace, this time period that God has set aside to give time for hearts to repent, to turn from our own ways and turn to God. The enemy may have deceived some of you and may have made you think that God is limiting you and not allowing you to have fun and not allowing you to do the things that you want to do. But if you read his word and understand what it is that God has planned for you, It will bring light into your life and expose the darkness that the enemy is trying to deceive you with. For those of us who have been grafted into the vine, for those of us that are waiting for our bridegroom to return for us, many of us are in prayer for Israel. For those that cannot see, for God to come and save them. Perhaps this week we could take some time to be in prayer for Israel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here. Until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moments with Moni. If you would like more information, I invite you to check out the show notes on the podcast or the blog at momentswithmoni.com. And please, share it with a friend.